Here's a bit of e-commerce trivia. <laughs> Did you know that 9 out of 10 UK shoppers will abandon a store using US dollars? Or that if someone leaves your store to use a currency converter, 2 out of 3 won't return? Not showing the default local currency might be one of the biggest contributors to your e-commerce bounce rate. And if you ship internationally, a multi-currency app is an absolute must, and the folks at Bold make the best multi-currency app out there. Here's why. It auto-detects where your customers are shopping from and shows them their correct currency, so you don't lose them in the first second that they load the site. And of course, it also syncs real-time with currency databases too, so it's always up to date. But it has a few other neat tricks as well, such as rate padding. So if you set it to sync real-time rates, but want to pad the conversion by a few percent eh, to make a little for yourself, you can do that too. It also supports vanity pricing, which I think is neat. So if you want all your prices to end in, say, 99 cents, it could do that for you as well. And it's got all those features, but best of all, it's free. So I can't even offer you a special extended trial, because there isn't one. Just go to the App Store and search Bold Multicurrency. That's bold multi-currency in the App Store. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You know the benefit of SEO. The higher you rank in search engines, the more visitors your store will have. And more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do that? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines. And it's trusted by thousands of Shopify stores. It leads the market in both innovation and usability. And it's no wonder... SEO Manager adds an entire suite of tools to help attract new customers by fully optimizing your store. So here's a few of my favorites. It scans your site for SEO issues, offers keyword suggestions, adds structured data support, analyzes missing pages and redirects, and it even integrates with Kit, Shopify's personal marketing assistant. And that's not all. It does a whole bunch of more stuff. All of these things will help you to be easily found in Google and other search engines. And best of all, it's easy to get started. You can launch SEO Manager on your store in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Plus, as a special offer to our listeners, you can get SEO Manager right now for 10% off forever. Sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's seomanager.com unofficial. Good morning, everybody. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. I, oh, I apologize for that. It's me. It's Kurt. You are listening to the Unofficial Shopify Podcast. And today we're talking not just about how to make more money for your Shopify store. We're talking about how to do it on autopilot. Oh my gosh. What do I mean by that? We're talking about marketing automation. And we've talked about marketing automation in various pieces before. Today we're going to look at it in a a holistic approach, the 10,000 foot view. What does a e-commerce automation sales funnel look like? And today we have a wonderful guest who has done this successfully for herself, sold her business, and is now helping entrepreneurs do the same for themselves. I'm pretty excited about this. Catherine Langman joins us. She's the founder and CEO of the Productpreneur Marketing and her passion is helping entrepreneurs with e-commerce businesses be more successful and in control by helping them attract their ideal customers and sell more products online on autopilot. That is a perfectly succinct way of describing what 
an automated sales funnel does. It attracts your ideal customer, separates the wheat from the chaff online. You know, there's 2 billion people on Facebook. We only want the less than 1% that we absolutely speak to, brings them in and then nurtures them into customers where they feel comfortable giving you money to a total stranger saying, hey, total stranger, here's my credit card. And you hopefully will send me goods. I love this topic. So I'm excited about it today. Um, and it's not it's not just it's not just lip service. She's previously launched, built, and sold an award-winning e-commerce business herself and has now turned to helping others. Catherine, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Kurt. I love your intro. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the, my first take and I riffed it and I it went well. I'm thrilled. It doesn't always go well. Um, <laughs> so you are in, judging by your lovely accent. You of the English accents, the American one is like it has to be like nails on a chalkboard. The others all have like a little little melody, a little sing song to them, where they're much more pleasant. Judging by your accent, where are you from? I am in Australia, so I'm down under in Australia, in the south of Australia. It's very hot here at the moment. Oh no! It's and it this always blo- like I'm I'm a 35 year old man, and I still have take a weird fascination in the fact that our seasons are reversed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it's like me when I the silliest thing. <laughs> yeah. Like they've got summer in anywhere. Oh, no, our winter. Oh, my gosh. Golly. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, did I get all of your, your intro? Did I get that correct? Have I accurately yeah. summed up who you are, what you do? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I think you've nailed it. Well done. Good. And yeah. we're, thank you. So today we're going to talk about um, sales funnels for the purpose of automating the process of converting website buyers into new customers. And then later it continues into repeat buyers. So and we refer to that that entire process now lovingly as the sales funnel, right? Yeah. So uh, give me give me the, the 10,000 foot view here. What, what the heck is, well, number one, what's a sales funnel? We'll just back What's it up. A sales funnel. Yeah, let's back it up because a lot of e-commerce store owners probably still don't really use that term a lot of the time, I would think. I mean, it's becoming a bit more f- common these days, but um, I like to think of it in terms of the customer journey and, you know, thinking about your the customer the customer's journey from having no idea who you are and just thinking they might, you know, they, they need something or they want something and going through the process of, of Considerate, you know, consideration. What are they looking for? What are they considering buying? And then making that purchase decision, and then what happens after the purchase decision as well. So, you know, obviously people will use or consume the product, and then hopefully, if it was a good one, they might come back and buy it some more again. So, essentially, a sales funnel is helping to move those potential customers and customers through that buyer journey. I like it. You know what? And I think the the thing that's important here is the way you described it, there's so much empathy. It's like, you're helping them. Oh, I love it. You're not selling to them. You're helping them make a decision. Oh my gosh, that flips it on its head. Because normally we think it's like, oh, sales funnel. That sounds kind of negative. Marketing automation. And not so much now, but in the past, it definitely had a negative connotation where people immediately pictured like the giant, you know, you call the the, the giant international tech support number. And it's like, press one for, and like, that's the kind of, when you say marketing automation, that's the kind of frustrating garbage that, that kind of people, uh, it conjured up. Um, and it really isn't about that. It's a, like, 
a human can't, especially with online marketing, very limited in what you could do. Whereas like a computer, you've got a, if you're automating this stuff, what you're really doing is getting the most relevant message, i.e. the least annoying to the right person at the right time. Like that's the way I like to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I'm, you know, I am, I'm definitely a big fan on, on not being salesy and icky and gross or anything like that because nobody wants to feel sold to. So it's definitely about matching up that, that the right message to the customer at the right time and just helping them to make what's hopefully the right purchase decision with you or with me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so we've got, okay, so we've, uh, we've got our sales funnel and such a, it's segmenting people in their buyer journey going, all right, like you're different, you're a new customer, you're, or you've never even heard of us. So you're different from someone who's heard of us, but hasn't bought. And they're different from some of us, someone who's heard of us, but have added to cart, but haven't bought is different than someone who's made a purchase is different than someone who's made repeat purchases. Like it's segmenting those people out so that we could change our message to fit them. And that sounds, that sounds really cool. And I'm sure everyone's like, man, I want to do that. But they're also (laughs) like, oh no, that also sounds really hard. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, one thing that I do like to say to people is that, you know, if you think about the people, you know, your audience who are in those different groups, you know, people who've never heard of you, who might have had some interaction with you, people who've bought once and and then bought repeat times, they're all going to be at very different stages in that buyer journey. And if all you're doing is adding people to a newsletter list and you're sending out one message in a broadcast blast to everyone on that list at different stages of their buyer journey, it's never going to be as effective. And as the recipient of those emails, you know, it's, it feels more salesy and less personalized. So again, you know, not going to be as effective from that perspective either. So, it, you know, I guess it can sound a little daunting to get started, but once, you know, you can just do it bit by bit and get each piece of the puzzle in place and it's not so bad. You're right. So, okay. Um, so what we're saying is the the old school way, the traditional way is, well, well uh, I'm going to run some Facebook ads to a lookalike audience, hope it brings people to my site. And then I'm going to, uh, once I've got people on my list or they've purchased from me, so they get on my list, I'm just going to, I'm going to take a shotgun approach and just send a once a week email to everybody that I created that week and click send on. So cool. that is, that's the opposite. So there's no automation there. I'm yeah. still marketing, but it's very... I'm not segmenting, and if I take a vacation, the email stops sending, or I had to queue them up in advance, that kind of thing. Like, there's no, and that approach works to a point, but it's never going to be as effective as this larger, fully automated approach. But you don't, I don't want anyone to get overwhelmed where they're like, oh my gosh, there's so many things. Automate, start with one thing. Just go, I'm going to automate just this one thing. And that, then, okay, once you see that work, all right, and then later I get some free time, I'll do that, I'll add one more step and one more step. So I think that, that makes a lot of sense. All right. You have not terrified me. I'm not running away yet. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love how you say the old school way of doing things is running some Facebook ads. <laughs> I think that's... Doesn't it? It feels like such... It, at this point, it feels like basic and uh, like subpar and I'm just really... I'm phoning it in if I'm just like, I send a newsletter once a week and I do... You know, and I just got like a Facebook ad targeting a lookalike audience. Eh, good yeah. enough. And yeah. sure, I've got like a few uh, small side projects where that's <laughs> that's what I'm, that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that like, and I'm still in my own in my my core business. I'm still doing that. But then yeah. I've also added all these automation pieces on top of it. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my Absolutely. gosh, now 
I feel like I've got superpowers. I've augmented doing that old school thing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So should we start with like that first kind of step that people should get going if they are just getting started? Yeah, what, yeah what's step one? So we, all right, you've convinced mm. me. I, I want to do this and it's not sleazy. What, what do I do? What's step one? So the first thing that I like to do is to have some kind of way of attracting the new new people onto your list in you know in a way that's going to help you towards getting purchases but also in a way that's not really slimy and salesy um now i I don't know whether your audience are using terms like lead magnet and that sort of thing um but well define for us what a lead magnet is yeah what's a lead magnet so Essentially, it's some kind of a carrot that you can dangle to, to invite people or entice people to subscribe to your email list. And um, I know, you know, probably, what, 15, 20 years ago, the, the idea of, of uh, an email newsletter as a proposition that was really exciting and enticing and, you know, people would love to, to get email newsletters. But now I think if, if I said to you, oh, Kurt, would you, would you like to have another email newsletter in your inbox every day? You'd probably just vomit a little bit in the back of your throat. I mean, nobody <laughs> thinks they want to wake up in the morning and going, oh, I don't have enough email newsletters. I must subscribe to some more. Oh, here's the worst part. People <laughs> sign me up for them. They don't even ask. They're just like, all right, well, Kurt's a guy. We should put him on there. Like, no, don't do that. <laughs> no. and I can tell it's like stuff I would never sign up for. And then it's like to, it's clearly to, it's like an address I would never use to sign up for. And every time I'm like, why did you think any of that would be a good idea or endearing? No, exactly. Why would you ever think that would work? It doesn't work in case you're wondering. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, um you're right. The old the old school way that worked like 20 years ago was even 10 years ago this would have worked. Sidebar, you've got your blog, and in the sidebar there's a thing that's like never miss an article. Sign up for my newsletter, and then yeah. you send basically the you take your you write your blog once a week, and then you'd also send it a newsletter, and then there's like a PS like hey buy my thing, and that yeah. actually worked. Oh, I wish oh. we could go back to those days. Um, <laughs> it was a piece of cake <laughs> in comparison, probably. But now um, I, can, I mean try I. I've got what I think is like a really nice opt-in page on my personal site, like kurtelster.com. I mean, every single website we work, that was, well, I'm sorry, I just plugged myself. There we go. That's right. um, the, uh, like every single, oh, I lost my train of thought there. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> um, the, it, it's actually, it's shockingly tough to get people to sign up for newsletters because to yeah. your point, they're fatigued from it. And it's like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm getting stuff I never signed up for. I donated yeah. to, I donated $5 to like one Democratic candidate 10 years ago. And now I'm unsubscribing from newsletters on a regular basis ever since. Like that yeah. kind of thing really is quite, has, has totally ruined it for everybody. Yeah. Um, so even if you go, all right, I've got a guide. It's absolutely free. I won't spam you. I won't send your email. The guide is guaranteed. If you put in 10 minutes of effort, you'll make $10,000 and I'll get like 2% of people who will, who will sign up because yeah. of that, because of this. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Continue. It's yeah, it's, it is. It's definitely trickier. So, uh, you know, in the world and in the world of e-commerce, you know, we definitely don't want to be creating boring lead magnets or, or, you know, downloadable guides that take you half an hour or even longer to read because they're 20 pages long or whatever. We want to have some kind of freebie or downloadable or something like that, whether it's even like in the quiz format, a short quiz that helps people to make 
uh, you know, r- figure out what product's the right thing for them or some kind of easy downloadable. Some of my clients are in kind of the kids and baby and kids um, kind of niche and or niche as you guys call it. And uh, so we'll do something downloadable like a colouring in thing or just something fun that, that the kids can play with. And so we're trying to give them something that's actually useful and they'll get a little bit of value from. And we, we usually will also tag team that free gift with a small incentive just to kind of edge them along the road to purchase a little bit quicker. I th- uh, There's an interesting thing that just occurred to me, um, and it, it may be major a major key here. I You said uh, we've got people selling like kids' project, kid, kid products, baby products, um, which I, I appreciate. I've worked with some brands like this, and I've got three three regrets of my own. Um, you said, "Oh, like my example was like, I'll get you give me ten minutes, and you'll get uh, you'll make ten thousand dollars." My example, and I said, it's, "You know, one in fifty people sign up." My example is homework. I gave people homework, and that's what so many lead magnets are. And I think it's like we're in, and at this stage, like we're all you know addicted to our phones. And the last thing anyone wants is another obligation, more homework. And you said, oh, we'll do a thing. We'll make a free coloring guide. That's so cool because that, that's not homework. It's fun. And I think that's an important thing here. If you can make it fun, oh, my gosh. And a coloring book, like by its very nature, is not trying to sell to you. It is a completely selfless thing. You're saying, you know, we, we put in the effort. We hired an illustrator. We created this thing. It's a PDF. You print it out. Your kids are going to like it. You just added a whole bunch of value to their lives now, but you didn't sell them anything. Is that critical to that first step? Well, I think it just, you know, by the nature of offering somebody a free gift, you do kind of need to do it in a way where you're not really overtly saying, well, now you've got to give me something back. But yeah, now you I owe- definitely do. Yeah. So we, we don't want to take that approach. Now you owe me. You've got to come back and shop. But, you know, at the same time, we, you know, we certainly do want to, to start the conversation with them, uh, you know, about the products and, and inviting them to come back and, and shop with you. Okay. So it's certainly, um, it's building a relationship. And I think that's the important way to look yeah. at it. As you never, yeah. like in dating, you wouldn't be like, well, I bought you a drink. Now you owe me. I mean, that's the worst <laughs> thing you could possibly say. Right. So the, <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that would be a bad dating approach. Um, but the. <laughs> You know, what we're doing here, we're you're just really that's I think a, just a really great mindset shift and way to look at that that lead magnet yeah. is just do something nice for your that your ideal customer would appreciate. That yeah, I think that, that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so sometimes could, right. it can be hard to come up with an, a good idea, but you know, just put a little bit of bit of brainstorming onto it, and um, yeah, you can come up with some fun things. Well, I like that you're for like. The typical format of lead magnet is going to be like the deliverable itself is going to be PDF or mm. like a download. So a PDF is good or some emails, like an email course. Um, what about, and then you said you're the great, I just, I'm stuck on how great that example is coloring book. <laughs> Cause you get like, man, it's on your computer and you print it and you give it to your kids. Oh, it's <laughs> uh, like, it's just fantastic. Um, yeah. The, so what, off the top of your head, you, could you rattle off a couple other formats um, or like good lead magnets you've seen just to, yeah. to give people some brainstorming? Absolutely. So one that is working really well for several of my clients at the moment, slightly more involved than a PDF, but actually not too hard with lots of the apps that you can get these days, is 
a simple quiz. And that might sound really tricky, but it can, you know, it can be literally just kind of four questions. But one um, one of my clients has a really cool one and she sells a very difficult product to sell online, uh, which is perfume. And so she has a perfume and personality match quiz. So it's like, you know, you take this quiz to find out what the perfect perfect person perfect perfume match for your personality so i can't remember the exact title of it (laughs) the catch there is like yeah it's some work for them up front they have to invest some time in taking the quiz but you made it 100 percent about them and you made it fun yeah exactly and it is fun so that was that was a really really good one uh and another one so uh, another uh, back to the more simple pdf style of delivery but um, some other ideas, uh, a few of my clients, you know, again, in the kids kind of area, um, they sell slightly more serious products. So, and so one that was really awesome was um, a, it was a, uh, what do you call it? It's like a, it is a downloadable, but it's like a tracking sheet for people who have serious allergies and asthma and require medications and things like that so that you can like it was designed for them to track the parents to track all these these um health things or medications and that sort of thing and so it was a very useful thing that um the business owner created for her own personal use uh, with her own children and uh decided to package that up as a little gift for her customers and it was really really relevant for for those for her audience and again there that that's a another key another there um, is having is that relevancy. I mean, that is so directly relevant to someone who has asthma. And she's, I love that it's like, hey, I made this thing. I made this thing for myself. So I'm, you know, in my target market here, and I want to share that with you. I, I think that that's kind of a, a clever part about it. So initially, all right. So step one, top of the sales funnel, we just want to take people and get them onto our email list, right? And we're going to do it by offering, selflessly offering them some value. So let me get into, well, a couple tactics here. Um, what, uh, wh- how do you recommend it? I've got to get a PDF to them. Um, how would you deliver it to them? I've got like, I need a foot, like the moving pieces here. I got to get people to the website. I need a landing page. I've got an opt-in form and then I have to send the PDF to them. And we'll assume like, all right, you can get, you don't need to know how to make a PDF. You could go, you know, on Upwork and whatever, like we've talked about, you could get that made on Upwork. So, but the the moving pieces on the website, what, like, just give me some examples of tools. Yeah, sure. So um, I have to say quite a lot of my, my clients and students these days are actually kind of bypassing the whole um, landing page thing. So a landing page is like a dedicated page where really all you can do is to opt in. So there's like a button where you can opt in to an email list and you can't really do anything else. There's no other navigation, etc. But what I, what I have really been finding in recent uh, months is that um, it actually works a little bit better to, for a lot of these businesses to, to just have the opt-in form as some kind of a pop-up or as a embedded form on the homepage on the website. So if you think about, you know, most e-commerce websites, the, the products aren't really super, super expensive. Um, I do have one client who sells a $1,000 product, so that's an exception. But, you know, by, by and large, you know, we don't need to – most people aren't going to take weeks and months of consideration 
to decide to buy your product. So we don't need to um, send them away from your website to get them onto your email list, if that makes sense. So I like to just send them to the website and there'd be uh, a, an opt-in form that you can click and it will just pop up or one that might appear after, say, three to five seconds. So I'm sure everybody's seen those forms popping up on the websites right. that they visit. Yeah. So the – so okay. literally – that, that's the entry point, and then once once that so once somebody subscribes with that opt-in form, then you know the uh, the email address goes into your Mailchimp account or your Active Campaign account or whatever email service provider that you use, and an email will automatically be sent to that person, and it will include a button that they can click and download your PDF. So it's very simple. I like it. All right, I'm going to throw. You're right. You essentially it's it. Uh, better than having a si- a single landing page if you you know you've got traffic you're sending to that's that's mm. good but really um, you know, we want to be giving this option in several places they're not mutually exclusive we could do you, know, you could do a pop up you could do like a message bar across the top of the site definitely we you'll see it in the footer um, mm. a nice place put it at the end of blog post all kinds of places to do it which is cool definitely and your about page put it on your about page yeah that one gets missed. We yeah. people need to give their about pages more love. Real like you are it I think most people would be amazed at how many customers visit an about page and use it to help make a decision because it's yeah. I've said it a hundred times on the show. People buy for people, not brands. I wanna know who I'm giving hundreds of dollars to. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um so definitely put it there. Okay, so get essentially like the easy ways get your favorite pop up app, you know, uh, like Privy. I think Privy's really cool. Um, yep. But there's a lot of them, you know, whatever. I don't care what tools you use, just try this. Um, yeah. And then once they're in that, um, I think to it, that gets them on. We connect that to our email list, whatever that provider may be. Uh, go, go, Clavio. I, I love Clavio for Shopify merchants. Mm. But again, it's like mm. it, all these tools are going to send emails. So pick the one you like. If it's MailChimp, fine. If it could. Yeah. Convert kit. Nathan Berry's convert kit. Oh, okay, fine. Do it. Um, I'm using Drip. <laughs> I talk about like, oh man, I love Clavio, Clavio. I use Drip in my own business. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah. like, the tools don't matter, man. Like, you never look at. Yeah. You're like, you never look at a piece of furniture. And go, oh, what? I wonder what hammer he used. Like, who cares? <laughs> um, <laughs> right. It's true. The best app or software in the world won't work if you have rubbish inside of it. So. Uh, yeah. So, um, all right, and then to do the actual delivery, uh, two methods, you could send them an email that with the link, they click on the link, or why even go that far? You could just redirect the, um, redirect, have the form, will tell you like, oh, what page do you want to redirect to on submission? Mm. Redirect them to the link to the PDF and let, just boom, it's right there. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, it sound, we have at this point now gone through a lot of effort to get people to have a free PDF. Why Why have I gone through all this effort? What is the point? So, look, the point really is, well, to get them onto your email list in the first place because if you think about, you know, the average e-commerce conversion rate being, what, 2% or something dismal like that. So Almost people kill make... for 2%. 2%, yeah. 1 in 50? Oh, my gosh. They print money with that rates. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. It's hard out there on these streets. It is for sure. So we want to give ourselves the best opportunity to continue the conversation with some of these website visitors who just aren't ready to buy yet. So 
Hence the reason we're going to the effort to get them onto our email list. And then, of course, we get to do fun things like continue to email them with um, the invitation to come back and buy and perhaps an incentive for their first purchase. So once, okay, so we've got, this was the first step. Um, and we hit, all right, so people land on the site and presumably, all right, you've got Facebook doing this. Ooh, off the top of my head, you could use Facebook lead ads to, mm. if you want to really skip the skip over the whole thing, Facebook lead ad, boom, boom, two clicks, they never leave Facebook and they are on your yeah. list and an email is sent to them. So that's yeah. definitely like a, a 300 level tactic. I don't want to scare people, but that's a cool one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've used it. It's, it's worked for us. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you've got people on your list. Now you can start building a relationship with them and make stay top of mind. And that is going to really like help them go from prospect to like we're going from prospect to subscriber to customer. What kind of things mm. should we be doing with our our sales funnel, our automation to get them get them through that that journey and comfortable making a purchase? Yeah, sure. So uh, I like to include three emails in this first uh, email sequence. So these are three emails that are automatically going to be sent to this new subscriber um, over a short period of time. Um, And I'm talking, you know, I always like to say for for most people, it'll just be three emails and I like to try and send them over a week. So maybe day one, day four and day seven, the customer will receive these emails. If you have a really expensive product, you're probably going to need more emails than that because it will take a lot longer for people to make a decision. So number of touch points is going to correlate to our, the price of our product. Yeah, well, generally speaking, you know, I mean, I guess use your own common sense here, but have a think about, you know, how long does it typically take somebody to make a purchase decision? So for a lot of the time, if it's, you know, 50 to $100 or or thereabouts, you know, or it's um, something that they already are familiar with, you know, people are probably going to make a purchase reasonably quickly. Um, but I do have one client, the one that, you know, she sells this $1,000 kayak and it takes six months for her customers to make a purchase decision. So that's a little bit different. That's not the, not the usual. But generally speaking about, you know, three emails over about a, a period of a week. And the first email I really like to, to keep that very um, kind of upbeat. And, if you, you know, if you think about um, ultimately what is the main benefit that your customers are buying from you, you want this email to really pitch at that pitch it at that. So um, an analogy I like to use is people don't buy a mattress, they buy a good night's sleep. So you've got to work out what is that thing that people are really buying and this first email needs to kind of present that story really and invite them to come back uh, to your store and enjoy that good night's sleep or that benefit, whatever it is. Um, yeah, so benefits not features. And show them exactly. an outcome, show them a better version of their life. And you're right. Yeah. But a mattress is a perfect example of that. I don't <laughs> care in the slightest what my mattress looks like, who makes it. Yeah. It's, I just wanted a mattress that would be comfortable. That's right. Yeah. I and just, like, I just yeah. want to sleep through the night. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Every parent would certainly be thinking that, that's for sure. Um, or everyone in Australia right now. But <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Um, so, yeah, so that's the first email and usually that's the one that will convert um, pretty highly. Uh, and then if, if people don't buy from that particular 
email, then they would go on to receive the second email. Uh, and in that email, you might um, include, like it, depending on what kind of product that you sell, that second email might be some kind of logical argument or facts and figures uh, around uh, what you sell. Um, so, for instance, in, in my last business, which was all these eco-friendly and sustainable products for babies, um, that was an approach that we took because those were they, that was information that was really important to our customers. But equally for, for some products, this second email should be around social proof. You know, does the product actually do what it says? What do other people say who've used this product? So that, that would be the alternative for that second email. And again, Obviously, you want to invite people to come back to your website and buy. So don't forget to put that that buy now button and and make it really dead obvious how people to, you know, come back and, and get the product from you. Yeah, definitely. Don't get cute with your emails. I like just like the most just plain text, like it's an email from a, a friend and then it ends with mm. a big dang button. Um, so they, they can't miss it. I mean, really. Yeah. Like yes. people... To, don't overcomplicate it. Because it's number exactly. one here. Don't get the crazy HTML email templates. Just keep it simple. I just like just like you, yeah. everyone is just reading their email on their phone. They just woke up. They're squinting at it. They're like, "What is this?" You know, just, exactly. Um, keep it simple. Okay, <laughs> number one. Yes, yes. Keep it simple. <laughs> keep it simple. Stupid. Um, <laughs> number one. This so the uh, well. All right, we got them. We set them up with our lead magnet. We sent them a PDF. And then we follow up a couple days, two days later, we follow up, we send them an email. Hey, and it's just talking about the the benefits or the outcome, the better life you're going to get from our product. And then mm-hmm. 48 hours, we send them another email. And this one's about social proof. We're going to talk, use um, like a, if it's a, you know, a very expensive product uh, we could do maybe, or it's B2B, you know, a case study or uh, like here's, you know, we highlight a customer or we interview a customer. Oh my gosh, that would be cool. Or Absolutely. the most basic is like, man, check out. I, uh, I, I like to use a very conversational tone cause that's me. And we mm-hmm. say like, mm-hmm. Hey, here's, um, just want to share with you this, this fantastic review I got from my friend Catherine in Australia. And here's, here's what she said. And then, you know, you pull, do a pull quote and like, wow, that's really exciting. And hearing that kind of thing from our customers makes my day. And that's true. You, you know, yeah. as a business owner, that totally genuine. Um, yeah. All right. And then it clear yeah. like that, that definitely, I could see where that would have a, an impact. And then through all of this, of course, we've got yeah. our other, our other marketing is running. We've probably got, maybe we've got Google remarketing yeah. ads and we've got Facebook remarketing ads running. And now Definitely. we've got these emails building this one-on-one relationship and people can reply mm-hmm. to it, right? The initial email is automated, mm-hmm. but if you reply to it, it's going to go to a person, I, you know, presumably, yeah. and then you can reply to Absolutely. it. So I always invite mm-hmm. people, Hey, I'm a real person. And, you know, ask me questions. Um, mm-hmm. So it, the, the goal of this automation is to augment your communication, not to replace it entirely. And yeah. now there's a third email. What's the third email? So the third email, well, I pr- probably didn't really mention earlier, but, you know, I, I do like to include some kind of small incentive uh, in each of these three emails, not different ones. So just the same, pick something, like if it's 10% off their first order or free shipping okay. on their first order or whatever. And so I, I, I usually would include that um, offer in each email. And then the last email is really just that kind of fear of missing out, really. So the offer's going to expire. You've got to kind of get in quick to to grab this now, sort of thing. Yeah, I'll, um, we'll say. And I, you got to set a time limit on it to create urgency, because otherwise, I really yeah. have no. 
I have no additional incentive to make a decision at this moment. And people often yeah. hate making decisions if they don't have to. I don't blame them. Exactly. Um, so you'd say something like, hey, just wanted that coupon I sent you um, previously that I told you about, 10% off your first purchase. That's going to expire um, at, uh, in, you know, at midnight or in 24 hours. And I just wanted to make sure you didn't miss yeah. out and you had a chance to use it. Here's that link again. Yeah. Here's that coupon again. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the whole scarcity thing usually works um, very well at getting those stragglers over the line, getting those extra few um, orders that way. And uh, the the other beauty, of course, is that you can include that offer in your retargeting ads. So if you are doing Facebook retargeting, for instance, then you can you can include that in there as well. So at this point, um, and then if they like, they add to cart, and then we've got. Presumably, if we're doing this, we probably also have like an abandoned cart sequence that kicks in as well. So those additional yeah. touch points. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, our, our remarketing ads are still going. And then finally, mm. they make a purchase. We're, yes, we got him. They made yeah. a purchase. Hooray, we're all high-fiving. Yes. Yeah, they did it. Catherine bought it. Oh, my God. And does it end there or do we do more? So the first thing that you got to do is to say thank you for the purchase. But yes, we do. I do like to have a post-purchase sequence because um, if you think about it, you know, you go to quite a lot of effort to convert a new customer. So whether you are spending money on advertising or offering discounts or paying staff to, you know, sales staff or whatever the case may be, you know, it costs you some money to get the first sale. So that's never going to be your most profitable sale. You really want to elicit, you know, some repeat orders or at least convert a one-time buyer into a, a two-time, two, you know, two-times buyer. So I like to have a, a post-purchase email sequence that goes out automatically to your new first-time customers. And I know the temptation is to hit people up very quickly with another offer, but I feel like you need to just do a little bit of customer service -y stuff first. Um, obviously, thanking people for the order would be polite and, uh, you know, just kind of welcome them to your brand family or your community or whatever. Um, you might invite them to your social media pages if you're really active on there or you might ask for a review at this point. Um, or you, if, the, if you have a product that people typically have problems using or have a lot of questions around, make sure, you know, they know how to get in touch with you. Um, so your customer service contact points and all that kind of stuff. So once you've kind of included that, and you probably do that in maybe two or three different emails, um, then you can, or, you know, kind of segue into another offer or another promotion or a, another you know, reason for for asking them to buy from you a second time. And what would a so the, doing the initial customer service makes sense. Um, so they purchase, and then we send an email. Hey, uh, this is Catherine from Acme Widgets. Just wanted to thank you for your first purchase. And you could do with the the automation, like Clavio, you could do this. You segment out first time buyers, so they can get a unique mm -hmm. um, thank you message about it. And then you're right. You want to follow yeah. up. Hey, did you? Um, yeah, I think you you want to keep the excitement. We, I I like to do like an extra email to keep the excitement going before it's arrived. And you said, oh, if you've got a product that has some difficult to use um, thing, like yeah, send them some instructions. Like, hey, here's like here's your quick start guide. Like your product's on the way. Here's your quick start guide. Like I think that's yeah, that's clever. Some relevant content, and then um, and then yeah, ask for a review. And what I've never seen is just a check in. Like, hey, you made your first purchase from us two weeks ago. I just wanted to see, mm. is everything to your satisfaction? 
That's and it, like that's yeah. it. Don't sell anything. That's it. Like, is everything okay? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, that's fantastic. And we do that with our. It occurred to me we we started doing that with our clients where my when a project is marked closed we set a timer and two weeks later my one week or two weeks later I forgot what it is the, my project manager goes hey is everything okay and most of the time like ninety nine percent of the time yeah. the person goes yeah. And sometimes it reveals yeah. an issue that was like, it wasn't enough for them to bring it up, but it was an issue. Yeah. And that's, it's so lost. now, yeah, now you've got an opportunity. Whenever these things come up, you have an yeah. opportunity to really, to turn someone into a happy customer for life. And that was the advice I got from um, Jay Myers from Bold Apps. He said, every time you can uncover a secretly mad customer and fix their yeah. problem, those are customers for life. <laughs> And I think absolutely fabulous advice. Then from yeah, okay, that's awesome. so we've got our our customer service sequence. Now we've got our yep. now we can go back to let's sell you a thing. What is what what does that sequence look like? I'm I'm not picturing it. Yeah, so you know, I would kind of be mapping out you know perhaps a series of six emails in total. The first half being that kind of customer service kind of stuff uh, and then um, then segue into another three emails in a similar structure to the, the first new subscriber emails um, with, you know, some, some like whatever's the logical suggestion for what they might buy next. So for some businesses there's kind of a logical order in which people buy the products and that was the case for myself in my last business because the kids were getting older so you kind of knew what they were going to be buying next sort of thing um and for other businesses you know particularly pure e-commerce retailers who are selling lots of different things then the the logical next offer is going to be some kind of small incentive again so whether it's you know uh like a one of my clients, she sells, she has a, a clothing business and has a really good deal on one particular core range of clothes. And so she's able to say to offer a buy two, get one three, I think it is, buy two, two tops, get one th- free. And so that's that kind of next offer that goes out to her first time buyers. Very good. So once we've got, we've ensured that they're happy customers, now it's safe, we're going to start. Um, Really start the process that first process over again with a complimentary good. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely makes sense to me. Um, and then along the whole way, we could take these this email list, we put it into Facebook, we generate a lookalike audience off of it. Facebook even has a feature mm-hmm. now where you could tell them, "Hey, here's customers' lifetime spend," or you could just segment them out um, and say, "All right, here's our best best buyers. Let's make a lookalike audience off of that." Um, so there mm-hmm. is. It all comes back to the email list. Like we all, people get excited to talk about other buzzwordy tech stuff, but still, we're always back to the emails. If the email list is where the money is, man. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. So, uh, okay, from there, now what? Are we done? Is that it? Well, look, you know, I don't think it's ever it when it comes to running your online store and your marketing. Uh, in terms of that, that kind of basic, uh, you know, sales automation, marketing automation, whatever you want to call it, sales funnel setup, they would be the basic building blocks that I would be putting into place. So for, for anyone who's just getting started, um, you know, three campaigns, if you include something for your abandoned carts, which, you know, that's a fairly simple one as well. Um, if you can get that in place and then you've got to go back to your really consistent weekly 
marketing emails. You know, you, I can't let you off the hook with that. I mean, the really, really good thing about doing the automation in the first place is that typically you are training people to open your emails because you're giving them some good value and, you know, starting off with the free gift and giving them some good value. So you're training them to open your emails. So when you do go, you know, when they do, the contacts go back to, into your newsletter list and they start to receive your weekly email newsletters, they're going to be much more likely to open them. Oh, absolutely. Which is what you want. No, this whole, when you've got this process where it's like, oh, this person is, they're helpful, they're genuine, they're not spammy, and they deliver value. Mm. Oh my gosh, suddenly all the other emails you send have a higher open rate, have a higher click-through rate, and then that leads to higher conversion rates and higher average order values and significantly higher customer lifetime values. So you have laid out uh, a, uh, a series of three automated email campaigns, none of them is hard to write. You only have to write it once and then the system takes over and sends them out. That is going to move a whole series of key performance indicators up and to the right on your business. I mean, and then ultimately that leads to uh, revenue goes up and to the right. That's fantastic. So it's worthwhile (laughs) to invest the time in the tools, which are not expensive, right? um, You know, lots lots of good tools out there to do this. And maybe you got to hire an illustrator one time to build your lead magnet. Like there's not a ton. Hmm. Really what you're suggesting is not hard or expensive. It's not hard. No. Pretty much anyone can do this really. Go. I got to go do it. I got to go build one. Um, (laughs) I got to. I need to desperately overhaul my my marketing automation just because I've got so I was like, well, three campaigns is good. Uh, 30 is better. So I, I mean, I got so many things going on. I'm like, I don't I'm not even really sure what's happening anymore. Emails are sending. They're going. I'm like, I'm scared to touch it. Um, <laughs> so that's the, on the other end, you go totally nuts with it, but it works. I mean, it, it certainly works. Yeah, um, it sure does. One thing, though, just to finish off, you know, the from my perspective anyway, you have to look at those campaigns, you know, like once you've written them and you've built them and they're sending, just do check up on them and note down what the the open rates and the click-through rates and the conversion rates are like because sometimes you find that, you know, there's a there's an email that's just letting you down perhaps and, and you might need to rewrite that one or a subject line that's not doing so well and you might need to rewrite that one. So just check in on them every now and or again. Or an email that wildly outperforms the other. So double down on that content. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah, I tend to like, yeah, I, I throw stuff against the wall, see what sticks. And then I peer, I'll go back and like, all right, <laughs> let's see, like, look, look at these numbers. All right, let's set, what's average? Let's set a threshold. And then I'll throw out the stuff that doesn't perform well, just flat out. Like, this isn't working. Bam, that email's gone. You're out of here. And then the stuff that is working. All right, can I do another yep. one like that? Um, cool. Yeah, and this is, absolutely. I am excited about email marketing automation. I am thrilled. I, I want people, <laughs> now, where do they go from here? How do you help them? You have a free guide. I do. So I've got a, uh, a free guide that, well, it's actually um, it's kind of like a little template as well. So for that oh, first I love templates. new subscriber campaign, <laughs> nothing like a little ha- uh, template to help get stuff done. The hard right? part for so. people is going to be like, man, i got to write something. No one wants to sit down and write. Again, it's homework. You're saying, hey, I'm going to give you the layout, the guide, and the template. You just plug in your info. That's it. Wow. Okay. So we've gotten them over so the first step. Now they don't have any excuses. 
No, exactly. <laughs> so that should help you or, uh, help your listeners to get that very first campaign for your their new subscribers. Uh, you know, all that content written and in place. That's and the end result will be cash money. So where do I go? Where do I go <laughs> to get this thing? So you go to now. I have to remember the URL <laughs> that I gave you. KatherineLangman.com slash e-campaign-template. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I had it written down. Good. I'm on top of things. No, it's it. I've got it. It's in the show notes. Um, it's the okay. other. Well, I'll also, I'll link to your your website, KatherineLangman.com as well in the show notes so that people can find you. Um, and is that the, the best place to find you, KatherineLangman.com? That's the best place to find me. So obviously that's um, uh, so that's where I kind of blog and that's kind of like my main hub. I talk a lot about productpreneurs because I'm all about, you know, e-commerce and, and physical product businesses. And so there's lots of good stuff on there. Um, I do have my productpreneurmarketing.com and productpreneuracademy.com. So for those who just want to learn how to do all this kind of automation stuff, and really get their sales cranking on their e-commerce store. I can teach them how to What's do it. What's the academy? That sounds interesting. So it's a, it's my uh, online program, group coaching program. Uh, I work with these lovely productpreneurs, and I kind of teach them all about how to kind of optimize their website. I'm not a website de- designer or developer. I'm definitely a marketer. <laughs> so I, um, I take, take them through, you know, how do I really uh, improve my website, make sure that the messaging and the content is really hitting the mark with your customers, really incorporating that customer journey and, and learning, you know, how to, how to map that journey out um, and using that in the funnel. So, you know, sales funnels for new customers, abandoned carts, post-purchase, and a bunch of other stuff as well. This is this is wonderful. Catherine, thank you. You've absolutely um, really laid out a, a what now it sounds like, well, it's so simple. It, it, there's no way you shouldn't do it. Just a fantastically good idea for helping. And this will work in any, should work in any e-commerce business um, to help absolutely. grow sales. So I, I appreciate it. Thank yeah. You. Well, thanks for having me on. Oh, my my honor and pleasure. Before we go, I wanted to tell you about our friends at Zapiet who helped make this episode possible. Have you ever wanted to offer local pickup in your store? Or how about scheduled local deliveries? Zapiet's easy-to-use app helps thousands of merchants do just that, offer store pickup and delivery to their Shopify customers right in their store. They've just launched a massive update that adds a ton of new features. To learn more about it and start your 14-day free trial, and get 10% off if you stick with it, head to zapiet.com slash podcast. That's Z-A-P-I-E-T dot com slash podcast. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high-quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.